This show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to VersusTheUniverse.com. That's VSTheUniverse.com. Dang. Liz, I have a question for you. What's so up? So this week we're playing a game called Sherlock Holmes in Moriarty's Web. Yep. And you know I'm a big fan of the Cumberbatch. I'm a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch's work. Mm-hmm. Ranging from Doctor Strange to Sherlock to Star mm-hmm. Trek in the Darkness, although we don't like really talk about that so much. I have a question for you. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? Do you think Sherlock could take Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, or do you think that Doctor Strange, uh, Stephen Strange, to the layman, would be able to take the world's greatest detective? I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious because I think there's fights for both sides here. Well, here's the thing. I think Benedict Cumberbatch plays the Sorcerer Supreme as basically Sherlock with magic. Whoa. Okay. So, so you're taking in the batch into this. You're bringing Benedict into the playing field. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was implicit in the question. Okay, okay. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to bring the Robert Downey Jr. incarnation in. Wait, Robert Downey Jr. played. He was Sherlock Holmes. Oh, oh in those awful movies. It was the really Guy Ritchie ones. First of all, they're not awful. They're the Guy Ritchie ones. <laughs> they're, right. they're fine. Liz, you may have noticed that there's two strangers in our apartment. <laughs> I've been Airbnb being our apartment just to kind of get by, just so I could buy some more board games so we're welcoming to the show today james damato and mel fox hey Yo, i feel like you should have discussed this with me ahead of time well much like sherlock discussing nothing with watson i decided to just take it upon whoa ourselves. whoa whoa what? whoa what? did you just sherlock yourself in our relationship mm. i am not the watson in this whoa. in this relationship I, okay wait, wait a minute no which, which one of you believes in the moon in the moon, like yeah, the dude, planet which of the one moon? of you believes that uh, that the moon revolves around the Earth and that the sun doesn't revolve around the Earth? Oh wait, what? Wait, uh, you because mean, like, Sherlock which one Holmes of us? legit does not believe that the Earth revolves around the sun because he believes that everything revolves around him. Are you? Is this like historical Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, this is the is this real like Sir deal Arthur Conan Peel. Doyle was a flat earther or something. Sir because Arthur I don't Conan really, Doyle, I don't just know. had Sherlock say that. I don't um, know if I want to equate an NBA basketball player's intelligence to Sherlock Holmes. That really diminishes how cool he is. Uh, first of all, Shaq took that back. It, so. it wasn't just Shaq. There's multiple <laughs> NBA players. I didn't know this was a phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Flat Earthers? Or Sherlock? No, I knew that Flat Earthers is a phenomenon, but, but Flat NBA, Earthers in NBA, the NBA? Flat Earthers, yes. Like, literally your entire career revolves around a sphere. Yeah. Well, but maybe they're taller than everybody else. They can see that it's flat. They should be able to see the curvature of the earth more easily. Not everyone can be Hakeem Olajuwon. Not everyone is a tall basketball player. Muggsy Bogues was like 5'2". This is what happens when we invite strangers into our home. We start talking about sports. Uh, uh, and then I feel like me, very excuse uncomfortable. Excuse me. We did not invite them. They asked to help us break our lease. Yep. They paid us money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm using that money to you know get some stuff. Wait. Do I get money also? Well, you weren't part of the initial discussions, but James and Mel, you were oh. you were very nice to join us. You brought your own tents. You have your pillows, your sleeping bags. Um, how are you liking your accommodation so far? Uh, there's no place for my camels. Right. We have a lot of stairs. Yeah. It's just like not good for a Stephen Steven camel. doesn't mind if he's like half in, half out, especially during the summer. Honestly, my fainting goat is loving the shit out of your bathtub. It's going real well. It is yeah. Don't good. startle him, though. <laughs> yeah. Don't was, start- yeah, he gets very scared. He poops It's everywhere. a jacuzzi. Oh. Hey, we played a game, though. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. we, we played the game. Sherlock Holmes and Even Moriarty's Even though Liz, Liz doesn't in fiction know 
that we were here, but we did play a game with her. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Liz, we're, I didn't know all, that you were living here with us. We've all had a few drinks. That is news to okay, me. That's Mel's me. had some salami. It's Man. fine. But today we're going to be talking about the game Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty's Web, designed by Jim Kiefer and Lucy Kiefer, with the art by Emily Kiefer. It's a family Aww. game. Aw. Do you know how they're all related? I think they're all related by crimes. By crimes. Oh, by crimes. but they're like attached together yeah. by a web. Before we get into it, we should probably clink glasses. We should definitely So everyone, do that. like the musketeers, in the middle, here we go. If we had done oh, this, we would have won. Oh, arm reach. All right, that's a like, lot of clinking. That, that was enough. You didn't get... All right, here we go. Welcome to the Cooperatives Podcast with the real-life human couple, Liz and Aaron. Oh, hello. And today we have a guest human couple as well. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself, guests? Uh, yes, I am human James. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I enjoy television. Okay. And procreation. It sounds very human. It checks out. Oh, so out. so compelling. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, is it my turn? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yours. yes. Hello. I am human Mel, uh, and I rather like dogs and the internet. Now, oh. I just want to point out that we would never say that we were not human. No, we're, no. We're just stating that we are human. Human. Right. Yeah. We like human things like sunshine. We are sunshine. explicitly human. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, can I get a sidebar real quick? Hey, James, what's up? We're like elbow deep in two different bits, and I don't know what's going on. It's all bits. It's nothing but bits. Well, Liz, you should finish the intro. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us on the Cooperatives Podcast, Human Couple. Today, we will discuss the joys and sorrows, as we always do, of cooperative gaming with a significant other. Today, we're talking about... Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty's Web. Can we all just say Moriarty? Moriarty. Moriarty. Now let's say it as an Irish drunken. Moriarty. Moriarty. Oh, Moriarty. 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 James Mel, we played this game on a Twitch stream a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we we had a a dang good time with it. Grand old time. And we only played it correctly once. Yeah, which I think it (laughs) says a lot about something. Usually when you play a game incorrectly, it's terrible. But playing this game wrong, it's a good time. Yeah, Yeah. so wait. So you played this without me. I didn't know that you played it incorrectly each time. Oh, we played it incorrectly twice and then once. Once we played it correctly at the end. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Did we, we, I can't remember if we won it when we played it. We did we, not. We, we did not. We died terribly. The right. only time that we won when we were playing it very wrong. Yeah. In a way yeah. that would make it easy for us Have to win. Have we won this game yet? Um, Not legitimately. I mean, no. if you think about the game as in like you win if you make friends, we've made plenty of friends, but mm. we haven't won the objective That's of every the game. game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, James and Mel, uh, you're... You are a human couple. Yes. Uh, as we've covered and uh, is irrefutable at yeah, this point. Yeah, it's, it's written down. You've been going on for like two, three years? Yeah. It's going to be three years in October. Yeah, man. So like Congratulations. Yeah. We will send you many sugar packets in celebration. <laughs> Thank many you. Many human gifts. Uh, that, that's great. Uh, so part of, the, part of the thing that Liz and I wanted to explore with this show was uh, was – playing cooperative games and making sure that they'd be good for not just people in relationships, but friends and just like getting to know people. And I feel like over the past hour, hour and a half that we played this game, we learned a lot about each other. <laughs> we learned that sometimes James likes to become a very Mrs. Doubtfire type Mrs. Hudson. I don't know what you mean. Uh, we, we found out that Mel has absolutely no 
intolerance for bullshit when it comes to <laughs> snugging in pieces into specific sections. I, feel like I think I we learned that, that Aaron takes a frustratingly long time to reveal important information to people. Welcome well. to my human know. life. Mel, uh, James, so we, we, we've known that about you. Liz, I just want to know off the top of your head, what did you learn uh, from playing with another couple this game? I learned that it's always weird playing with a significant other, mm-hmm. even if it's not your significant other. <laughs> <laughs> just like playing with somebody's somebody significant who's other. significant that's good that's good so like yeah. if there was a person of interest it'd be weird sure all right yeah also had a lot of whiskey while we were playing yeah so liz that that makes you the best person for uh for explaining what this game is all about oh good I'm what ready. is this game about <laughs> this game is about solving crimes as the sherlock side of things so it seems like moriarty has committed a variety of crimes or mm-hmm. is responsible for a variety of crimes pretty much no matter how you shake it. Yeah. And the whole point of the game is you play Sherlock or his various teammates like Mrs. Hudson mm-hmm. and Mycroft and Lestrade mm-hmm. Shaggy, and Mr. Velma. Watson. Yeah. Shaggy, Velma, the blonde Mr. One, Electric, whatever. Kermit, Fozzie. Uh, Scoopy or what? Scoopy? Scoopy? <laughs> Scoopy. <laughs> Scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yes. Scooby-Doo and his amazing friends. That's the dollar store. Yes. Yeah. Scooby-Doo and his amazing friends. Uh, the Human Torch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, so what you're trying to do is you know that Moriarty is at the center of these crimes, mm-hmm. and you have a variety of crimes, sure. and more crimes keep happening, and you're trying to create a web that connects the crimes to Moriarty. Because if you're Sherlock and you're neurotic, and you always know that at the end, Moriarty is responsible for them. You're just trying to find a way to show that it was him. Mm-hmm. And that's what the game's all about. So every turn, you're you're unveiling Moriarty cards, which can uh, make the game more difficult. Sure. But you're picking up clues, locations, informants, witnesses. Uh, man, w- gang, we had we had a few fun witnesses. We had like mm. a, a sailor a that sailor. looked like a broken uh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> he did not look great. Broken boy no. is a, such a sad and terrible description. I, I, I want to point out that I think overall the art for this game is fantastic. It you really said it was is. like dull watercolors. Yeah, it's a muted watercolors. Like it's mostly uh, in grays and browns. Right. Um, Very they're, reminiscent they're, of the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they're yeah. like hints, hints of other darker colors in it. Um, and it creates this beautifully sort of dark uh, and almost occult feel for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Muted. and which which is very Sherlock Holmes, yeah. like that yeah. falls in exactly the the pulp uh, like uh, aesthetic that you'd think of for it. But some of the characters look a little weird in the face, a little bit, a little weird. Yeah. And I I played Mycroft in this particular Stephen Frycroft rendition. He, he Stephen Frycroft weird. He has like a weird like kind of like a Picasso esque face. Structure, yeah, that's (laughs) like going on. Uh, Plus, like a lot of hair. Would you say that this follows the modern Sherlock cast rather than like kind of the the older classic kind? I mean, first of all, the Stephen Fry Mycroft is the Robert Downey Jr. Mycroft. (laughs) Oh, is he? Yes, he is. I couldn't because I was like, he doesn't look at all like he looks in the Benedict. Cumber, no. Cumber That's Hounds. because that's not Stephen Fry. Yeah. Ballyhoo Cumbie um, Bones. No. Well done. Stephen well done. Fry played him in, yeah. in Sherlock yeah. Holmes and Sherlock Holmes Book of Shadows. It's the yeah. first movie that was, I stole uh, from Netflix. He that was, was 
I don't know yeah. if you want to say still from Netflix on a podcast. Well, so mm. y- you know how sometimes uh, Netflix is like, we need this disc back. And you're like, oh, I sent it back. Oh, yeah. I thought I did. And then when I was cleaning out my, my chest of drawers in college, I was like, oh, Netflix, Sherlock Holmes, 2008. Well, this is mine now. <laughs> and I still haven't and, watched it. And what a treasure it was. <laughs> you haven't watched. I've watched Sherlock Holmes Book of oh, Shadows, but I haven't boy. seen Sherlock Holmes. Oh, man, those I movies guess are we fun. I need to watch it. Then. I bet they're fun. Yeah. They're stupid, but they're fun. And Stephen Fry is great in them. I mean, he's great yeah, in everything. Stephen Fry is good at whatever he does. But yeah, it's, it's weird but, that they have the Stephen Fry is absolutely the Mycroft. It's, reminiscent of various versions of the characters like the john watson card was reminiscent of both um martin freeman and poirot for some I reason was say, and hercule for some poirot reason, yeah. yeah they're just like it's a fan casting it for half of his face I think that's yeah fine. and like um, and i would say the sherlock does look a bit like benedict Cumberbatch. a bit, a bit yeah he's, he's, he's got, he's got just that like in the nose area well, no, he's got like a thin face. I was thinking the eyes. It's the it smolder. Is, it's oh, the yeah, smolder. It's the smolder. He is now. He he does look. Actually, you know what? He looks more like Data. Oh, oh no! No, <laughs> he totally does. I just ruined it. Oh wow! Okay, uh, who also did play Sherlock? I, I made it better because not, he did play Sherlock. Yeah, not Data's actor. The Data, the character. Data, the character. Data from TNG. When oh, they go I back was in trying time. to Those remember the actor's some of name. The best who made um, a tremendous comeback in Independence Day. Yeah, Brent Spiner. Spiner. Brent Spiner. Yeah. Spinel. Spiner. 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 Spinel is a is a diamond. And spending mm. a lot of time at the Field Museum. We but, did. Yeah. No, he did a fantastic job playing two different characters at once. Now, now it seems so. I, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but did we have a fun time playing this game? Just overall, yeah, yeah I had fun. I it's, mean, judging by the amount we yelled at each other, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, it, it that's seems how like, I judge most things. I mean, the amount of times that you guys ignored me and okay, then tried to ignore the rules. That's a different issue. That's you know, way yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of, lot of, lot of fun. Get real hung up on rules. I feel sometimes. like James had a. Really that's good how time. the game. I've played it wrong too many times. I play games for a living. I love that James is and I played it is, wrong. I played it wrong and it was still good. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was great yeah. even the times yeah. that it was wrong. I would like for I played it wrong and it was still good to become like a stamp that you can put on a variety of games. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it is. That's like, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a me- probably a measurable percentage of the games we play, at least mm-hmm. on the stream. Mm-hmm. We play Wait. them wrong at least once or twice before we get through it. So yeah. this game. Was a Kickstarter game. Yes. Did you kickstart it, or I did. did you acquire it afterwards? I, I kickstarted it. I kickstarted okay. it based purely on the aesthetic. It's Which is like just, the main Kickstarter. Uh, yeah, thing, it, right? it is yeah. the thing that sells your Kickstarter more than anything else. Is what art you have up there, um, and it's just it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. It's got a great aesthetic. And I really like collaborative games. Um, that is like my favorite genre is something that's cooperative uh, for board games. And also, uh, I like Sherlock Holmes. And I know a lot of people who like Sherlock Holmes. Um, and because it is, you know, out there in the public domain, a lot of people get to put their take on it, their spin on it. So mm-hmm. I'm always interested in seeing that. So yeah. you mentioned collaborative games. Um, how do we think that the game worked cooperatively? It seemed, at least from my perspective, it seemed like we were working together or, or mm-hmm. at least giving input on every turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we eventually got to know everyone else's capabilities because each of the characters have an individual capability and we were able to say, I can do this, but on your turn, 
you've got this thing that will mm-hmm. save this or do right so like once you get to that point and you take the time to learn the other players cards it becomes very cooperative it did seem like we we and i think this is this is a strength of the game once we knew what lestrade did once we knew mm-hmm. what mrs hudson did once we knew what uh frycroft holmes could do we were anticipating situations and saying well in case of emergency mrs hudson can do this or mm-hmm. john watson can do that mm-hmm. right. and it never seemed like at any moment any one of us was out for themselves it's no. like it was a very yeah. detective group thing well and actually if you get to a point where you get kidnapped by moriarty which is what happens if moriarty like a moriarty card comes out and mm-hmm. it like pulls away a clue card and you happen to be standing on it for example yep. You only can escape with the help of someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. you, ha- you literally have to have someone else to play. The game is three to six players. Mm-hmm. So we talk about this a lot on the podcast. I have this like purity test for cooperative games, which is if you can still, first of all, if it goes down to one player and if you can win without really working with anybody else, it's not really a true cooperative game. It's like a do unto others as you would have done unto yourself game. And that's it. But this, you actually have to work together in order to win. And all of the conditions. Yeah, all of the conditions affect everybody equally. There are single player rules on boardgamegeek.com, but from but those what I'm are, reading, it, it's, it's all fan made stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think the game rules. is officially three to six players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could, sure, you could play um, as one person if you wanted, if you were controlling multiple characters, but does not seem like it would be as fun yeah because then it's like weird it's like a weird puzzle and like i do mean like a jigsaw yeah yeah because that's another big part of it which i didn't expect at all is that you have what are they clues witnesses informants informants, locations locations, and you're they're different shaped tiles Mm -hmm. and they all have different patterns on the outside and you're trying to link them up to get from the pattern that's on the edge of a crime to, to Moriarty, Moriarty mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. just has like a bunch of black stuff on the outside and you need somebody with a black edge to connect to yeah. it. In order to connect two pieces, they have to have matching patterns on the various edges and angles on each piece. Um, and each type of piece has different properties of which patterns it will have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, clues and witnesses are the only things that actually connect to crimes mm-hmm. and locations are the only things that can connect to Moriarty. Uh, so you're sort of juggling uh, each the, the top of each round. You get to pick a type of tile, and you have to figure out well which type of tile is going to be most helpful mm-hmm. in this situation. Which one can I actually fit on the board as it is? Um, and it, that 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 can be like a game winning or losing decision right. every round. I can mm-hmm. see that working actually as like a solitaire game with. Maybe as a some solitaire tweaks. game, yeah. But but even even so, not one character is winning the game. The group wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and and James, I, I think that you explained it very very simply. Um, you are building a legitimate web mm-hmm. out from Moriarty, and mm-hmm. and it's funny because you hear a game called Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty's Web. You're like, oh, cool. That's a very that's kind of a sexy title, right? Well, I mean, the full title is. The collaborative moving board game, Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty's Web. This game is not affiliated with the Conan Doyle estate. All right. This very, very (laughs) unsexy way to end your title. But if you just said Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty's Web. Legally, I believe they have to say that. (laughs) It's funny because it's on every one of the cards, too. Very small print. Uh, But you are making a legitimate web. 
every single time that you place a card. And I, I think that the game looks different every time you play. Uh, I think James Mel and I, we've played three or four times now and we've only played together once, but mm-hmm. the game has never looked the same. No. Yeah. And I yeah, that. I'm very curious to play again and see how it shapes up. Yeah. One of well the weird done. things about Thank this you. particular game, it was a very stationary game because we ended up channeling pretty much everything that happened in the game through Cambridge University. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was like the, the that was connected to seven discrete crimes. The location card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had to spend most of the game just trying to protect the few precious clues that we had that were each connected to like five crimes. Mm-hmm. I would love to read that Holmes novel where like one witness is like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I saw this crime and this crime and this crime, and they were all at the university." Well, you know, college is a very complicated time in a young person's life, and, and there's a lot often. Of- a broken sailor boy there to observe all of the weird changes that you're making. Hey, Mr. I mean, Holmes, haven't you ever noticed that everything goes to the university? Every oh, single no. crime. The Magna Carta. Watson, <laughs> we must find out what happened to this young man's face. The thing that I do like about this game is, uh, is a lot of the cards have, I don't know if you'd call them Easter eggs, but a lot of nods to the original home stories. Mm. Uh, you have the Baskerville Manor. I believe there's a card that has the Reichenbach Falls on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just like small things like that, I really appreciate. Whereas I feel like the look of the characters, I can see where they cribbed from. But if you read Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's books, you'd be able to pick up, oh, this is from that story. This is from this one. It's also got like nods to other things of the time period that are sort of like in the pop culture landscape. Jack the Ripper? Yeah, Sweeney Todd, man. Uh, That's rad. They had uh, the like mystery of the demon barber. Yep. um, And meat pies. Wait, and... but they don't, the, connect. they don't right, connect. Right. Like, is the Very demon upset. barber mystery like a real mystery that existed? It is. It is a. It, well, it's just, it's the musical by Stephen Stephen's no, I know. I know. But I don't believe ta- it was based on a true story. Listeners, feel free to tell me it was real. Yeah, please and correct make me us. Scared because right. I'm already scared of going to. But get, if like, you tell a us haircut. it was real, then also explain to us why the meat pies don't connect to the demon barber. Yeah, that doesn't make in any this sense. game. What is happening? It totally looks like Data. I just pulled up a picture of Data dressed as Sherlock Holmes and set it in front of the picture on the game. It's the eyes. I like that you were like, there's got to be a picture out there of Data dressed as Sherlock Holmes. I googled for like one second and I'm like, there it is. The internet's like, oh, Data, we have that slash fic. Here you go. I Data and Sherlock that was Holmes. An episode. I bet it's out there. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I mean, but he was, was the canon television show. Yeah. You don't need fan fiction. There, I mean, there, uh, you always need to go a step further. Yeah, uh, I yeah. Mean, to make it sexy, man, sexier. But like Moriarty, they like became sort of friends at the end, and he mm-hmm. decided to save that dude, like on a whatever memory thing they've got. Who played Moriarty? Was it Q? No, it no, wasn't Q. No, no. would have made a great Moriarty, though. He, I mean... Speaking of fun Moriarty's, the librarians, huh? We should probably talk about this game, though. Eh, yeah, yeah. Ah. So so, so, how do we feel the game's mechanics work in terms of co-op? Do, do we feel like it lends itself well to a cooperative experience? I think it forces it a cooperative yeah, experience. Yeah, it does. I it forces a cooperative experience. Which yeah. is what a cooperative game should, should do. do. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. That's top of the purity chart. <laughs> for cooperative gaming it does it forces it yeah. like what i was talking about if you get kidnapped by moriarty you have to be rescued by another person like there's no mechanic for you escaping by yourself the, the rules should make you collaborate with the other people on the table mm-hmm. like my perhaps my favorite cooperative game is pandemic and it doesn't 
quite make you do that. One person can right. run they that can game. Quarterback yeah. that whole game. Um, yeah. But it, like th- this game, he- like heavily depends on other people working with you. If you mm-hmm. get kidnapped, yeah. that's it. And and sure, kidnapping I think is the most extreme example. But because of each character's unique powers, uh, I-, I think uh, the game is sort of like out there as far as what you can do uh, cooperatively. Right. Again, we were placed in a situation where we had to stay in one place for yeah. pretty much most of it because so many of our, tow- our our tiles, like there were just two or three that were extremely valuable. Um, but in other games, like you can be hopping around different tiles, zipping around the board, especially if Sherlock is involved and he didn't happen to be involved in this one. It's my um, favorite time when we play this game without Sherlock. Because I actually think it makes it more interesting. What it does make it makes it way harder. What is Sherlock's power? Sherlock's power is that he can move an unlimited number of times. He's basically yeah. the Flash. Oh. He's Barry Allen Holmes. Yeah. Interesting. And it's yeah. I think it actually reflects Sherlock Holmes like very well as a character mm-hmm. because you have he can the make entire all the connections. Yeah, he can he can literally make every connection in a single turn. If it's available to be made, he can make it, which is rad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that totally does make sense for him as a character. And Watson is this like defensive yep. powerhouse. Well, which is he's cool. a defensive sexual powerhouse mm-hmm. because his power is like specifically straddling. He can yeah, straddle yeah. two tiles and he can protect them, which means that his is straddling protects people. Those are some powerful thighs. <laughs> oh, oh, he has thighs. He has thighs. He has. Oh, let me tell you, oh. size of tree trunks. Yeah. Um, and even Bigger. Lestrade, Lestrade's <laughs> power is like very reflective of his characters. He can move uh, between tiles without them necessarily mm-hmm. being connected. Mm-hmm. So he can make like useless connections and and do things that aren't really related to the crime at all and it's like that's so Lestrade it's pretty great and and that's one of the things that I I find myself admiring about games that get the theme nailed down pat like Marvel Legendary does a good job of being like Spider-Man we're gonna give you powers that that work well with Spider-Man um same goes for a lot of those licensed superhero games because there's such a strong sense of character but in this game Watson's the protector Mycroft is able to see ahead. He's able to use those those connections to to prevent things from happening. Mm-hmm. Sherlock is all over the place. He's racing just like his mind does. And Mrs. Hudson can literally do anything. She's the most powerful character oh, yeah. in the game. She Listen, kind of is. We we've all known this to be true. It's just an unspoken thing. I think it's fine. She's she's God. Yeah, they they were clearly grasping at straws with uh, Mrs. Mrs. Hudson card, but uh, the Irene Adler, which we didn't manage to play mm-hmm. with, also she can look at all of the tiles before picking them so like mm. she knows about the crime because she's in on it yeah she, so she, i have a question because i've only watched really like this news series with mm-hmm. benedict cumberbatch and i think one of the movies with robert downey jr sure but aaron you're an avid reader yes i i've i grew up reading these stories so to me like all of the characters that you just mentioned those are all the characters that i know at all is that like it, the it's, case for the it's books? It's very, very accurate. I mean, the, the only thing that this game is missing is in, is a card with opium. Like, there, mm. there's just nothing to prevent Sherlock from going forward because he's addicted to some sort of drug. It's It oh, seems man. to be very, very close. But I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize all the books really center on, like, seven or eight characters. Well, not... A, I mean, like, Irene Adler is only ever in one book. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, it's so you're a, a book reader of these as well. I know a lot about the books. I haven't read all of the stories. Okay. The the Sherlock Holmes kind of like book series is very interesting because at times Sir Arthur Conan Doyle took a break 
to write other characters and then like he killed Sherlock and then he just kind of came back. He grew to resent Sherlock. So oh, no. this is one of the best oh, things no. about Conan Doyle lore. He hated the character. By the time he killed Sherlock, he killed him because he wanted to be done with it. So um, is he Mycroft? Like is Sir Arthur, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle uh, no, is for, actually just Mycroft, Mycroft? Mycroft has some level of affection for Holmes. Uh, and he probably started out as Mycroft, but I feel and, like it's like resentment. Is Moriarty. But, yeah, uh, this is it, it's deeper than resentment um, because, like, in his journal entry when he uh, killed Sherlock Holmes, like the day that he finished writing that novel, the only entry in his journal was "finally done." Jesus. Um, and <laughs> yeah. because of the character's popularity, he had to bring it back. Yeah. And like that was tough. And never explained it. He was just like, by the way, he's back. Yeah. Uh, oh, the really? best yeah. thing is that uh, there's a chain of home scholars who were driven insane. Uh, so so there's, basically it's Lovecraft. There's, I, that's yeah, what there's I was just some thinking. Lovecraft, there's some Lovecraft stuff surrounding Sherlock Holmes. I th- there's a great uh, like... I, I don't I don't even know what I'd call it. Some sort of like reference book that sort of investigates a Sherlock Holmes and evil. And it just talks about like the chain of like crimes and insanity that have centered around Sherlock Holmes. It is honestly the best Lovecraftian role-playing supplement that has not existed yet. That sounds fantastic. What? That's amazing. Someone yeah. should write that, James. Well, somebody's got to have more time. Well, so one shot podcast Patreon, please. Speaking <laughs> of having time, uh, Liz, I think it's about time that we learn about another show from the Versus the Universe Network, and then when we come back, we can talk about how good this game is to play on a first date. I knew it. It's the Ooh. best question. I'm Matt Peters, and I'm Dave Martin, and we bring you Digital Dumpster Diving. Every episode, we bring you the best, and sometimes the worst, of movies and games that you may not have heard of, but hopefully will be worth your time. And since we find free games, as well as movies that are included with popular services, it won't break the bank either. Check out Digital Dumpster Diving on iTunes only on the Versus the Universe podcast network. Boy, Liz, that sounded like a great show. It did I'm going like to listen to that show. show like right now. Absolutely. Um, one thing that we talk about every show... Oh, were show, you talking? I was downloading that show on my phone. Oh, you were downloading that, that super cool Versus the Universe podcast Yeah, the show, show that I know the specific name of. But yeah. please continue before I <laughs> mention it. Uh, so we were, we were talking about uh, what we learned about each other during this game. So every Cooperatives podcast episode, we like to ask each other what we learned about each other. And typically, we, we kind of learned some of the same things. But since we have guests, I'm curious. Did you learn anything mm. about us or each other? Or did you, yeah, did you learn anything new about each other? Do you I don't have know like about anything new, but I relearned how much it sucks when you get all rules crazy rules? on games. <laughs> oh my God, just <laughs> I listen to me because it, it doesn't work. I love this. <laughs> It's, I love this. Like, we should like do a thing where we always ask couples about playing games with each other because it's the, amazing. The whole challenge of the game is following the rule. Like, the, I think uh, my yeah. experience of playing this game was really colored by that first time that I played it when we won and we won way too easily. And that was the first time on so, the stream, right? Yeah. What were you doing the first time that you won too easily? I can't even remember. Were you it was, like, it was you something like on a snug fit. Yeah, I, it, it, was, it went way beyond yeah. that. It I mean, beyond, I know that that, that was a cheat for a while. That was the, definitely the a cheat for a while. The snug fit problem was a cheat. And honestly, the, I don't think there's really good any 
good definition in the instructions of what a snug fit is. Some so of the angles for our ah! listeners, some of the angles of the designs are like it's unclear. It's whether debatable you can whether you can make it work. Them together, yeah. You are but, trying yeah. to put cards next to each other, and if a if a fit is snug, you'll know. Yeah, but if it's yeah. not snug. Oh, you'll know doubly. It's like it's the, the angles have to be lining up flush. Yeah. Uh, and it is a little bit debatable mm-hmm. over whether or not that's the right. case. But so, Mel, you, so, you didn't like how rules-heavy James was then. Uh, that's so funny yeah, because... James D'Amato, famous like, stickler for the rules. <laughs> uh, yeah. James D'Amato, the man. Bacta. All, like, all of the characters you do are, like, real rules people. Like... When we want to cross through yards, and you're like, no, that's someone's house. You can't walk through their grass. And I then mean, we I cross through true. anyway because you get <laughs> angry not. about it. Do not. Or we go out a door that's not marked as an exit, but we know it's an exit, and you don't believe us. And then you're like, I don't think you can go that way. You shouldn't go that what way. What if and it leads to die. nowhere? Looney Tunes taught me that you could die. It's very It's terrifying. always fine. One thing I've learned through every game I played with Liz is that we'll, we'll play a game, and we won't really get into it that, that much like... Liz and I typically are not competitive people, but the second we're two drinks in, it's the most important <laughs> thing in the world. And if we don't win this game, we're going to play two, again. Two and drinks. Tonight? Because you've only had two drinks tonight. I've, I've had three glasses of whiskey. How it many, feels good. How many mugs of your drink have you had tonight? Three. Three. I've had, that, I've that's had a like, generous mug. Yeah. That's Comparing a the glass mug. that I'm drinking out of and the glass that Liz is drinking out of, that's... Very generous. I feel like I've had <laughs> approximately four shots of whiskey. That's fine. That's healthy. I haven't had. I've had approximately zero shots of dinner. Yeah, we have not eaten dinner yet. <laughs> One which, shot of string cheese. Which, <laughs> I, some salami. For a second, I was trying to make a one-shot joke with your one-shot of string cheese, but it didn't work out. Yeah. Ugh. One shot of string cheese is a spinoff that they're working yes. on, I think. Yeah. 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 How dare you? Um Sorry, bad milk Oh, maybe pun that's there. what we could call our Blue Apron podcast. One shot of strength. It's, it's got to be salt to taste. It's that's gotta true. Be. That's true. Oh, I my would, God. We're working on it. If you guys are going, doing a Blue Apron podcast and you call it salt to taste, can we come on and I can just spend the whole time yelling at Aaron that he needs to salt to taste? Yes. yes. <laughs> One thing I've learned about Liz is that she does not like it when I cook. It's I, very sad. I do like it when you cook, but you have to salt to taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the big question that we're that we're ignoring right now is, guys, this is a big important question. This could change the fate of people on dates everywhere. Mm. Is this a good game to play on a first date? I think the important thing mm-hmm. to bring up first is that the minimum number of players is three. So what you're saying is that a date has to be two people. No. No. Okay. That's an important not. thing to bring up. The traditional, yeah. uh, or not? I guess not traditional, but... The God, what is it? I feel like monogamous date that sure. you would be picturing like does not work for this game, unless you have a, like a wing person there. But like, yeah, if, if this awkward. is for a monogamous relationship, it's like weird. There are not a lot of places where you can get really bogged down in heavy strategy decisions, which I think allows more casual conversation around the table. Like it usually, I think, takes one or two rounds for people to get Get the game. Um, And so that leaves a lot of opportunity for conversation. So I would say, yeah, that would help. Um, Again, I insist that if it is a two-person couple having the date, it doesn't work because there's a way 
to debate that it wasn't a date. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you don't want to leave that question in the sure. air if it's a first mm-hmm. date. You don't want to have that linger. Wait, yeah. there's a way to debate that it wasn't a date because you would have to have a third person playing with yeah. you? Yeah, because, yeah. Like, because it was unclear. You could walk away from that situation going, well, that went well, but was it a date? Yeah, right, right, right. there could be mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of questions left unanswered. You might not get that kiss at the end of the night. Aaron looking for a kiss on the first date. Amandola. I'm just saying, you know my full middle name. Sure. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> my parents were very progressive. Yeah. Uh, what I'm imagining is much like Harry Potter Hogwarts battle or even pandemic. Um, one person could play two characters or even three characters. So I, mean, I guess so. I guess uh, maybe know, I yeah. A lot of opposition. I, I feel like I feel like Mel and I like had wow. the same problem at, okay, right, at, Aaron, right away. I ask you out on a date. James, it's I've to been play waiting a game. for you to say that it's for to so play long. A game. I'm so, it's happening right now. Here, it you it's play one right character now. and I'll play two characters. No, no, no. I'm saying two and two. Like I Sherlock and Watson and then Mycroft and somebody else. Two and two. I, I Because I feel like if you are doing a board game date with somebody, you're introducing them to the game. Right. I do insist that. They're not going to know it you don't that want, well. You don't want to like so you're gonna have no, That's too yeah. intimidating. We're going to play it's this. We're going to play this a non-standard way. This is for polyamorous couples. Now, I really think... I want that stamp on the box. Yes. <laughs> this is, this is not associated with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, also only for polyamorous couples. <laughs> it's thruples. Thruples, thruples Well, thruple, but it could right? be more than that. Thruple pluses. It's up to... Up to, up up to thruple pluses. Sex, sex tuples. Yeah. Polyamorous let's be gatherings. Honest. Only for polyamorous... polyamorous so, wait a minute. Watching. If we're asking that question, can it be used as a strip version? Oh, Ooh. any game can be a strip version. Every oh, time sorry. Moriarty yeah. steals something, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah. So if you get kidnapped, you loot, you you strip. If they introduce a new crime, everybody strips. Yep. Um, boy, I just imagine people at like a ski lodge I like having the, multiple. I like layers. the idea of this strip version of this game too, <laughs> where it's like everybody strips every time. Not like strip poker, where like <laughs> if you screw up, you strip. Just like. Anything happens it's in the game, everybody strips. If yeah. you strip, everybody strips. You strip as a team. This you is strip a as a team. Well, well, I, that's, I don't like <laughs> stripping games that make stripping a punishment. Stripping should be an eventuality because yeah. stripping games should want you to get naked. You should be prepared for that outcome. Yeah. See, I feel like I want to redo the part where we're learning things about people because I just learned some things about James. I feel <laughs> <like>. <laughs> I'm literally designing a stripping role playing game right now. And that's fine. I feel like we're there's playing it. Oh my God. Down to my skivvy. Yeah, look at that. What a good podcast. This evening's got real good. Um, but I, I think this is a good date game if you're on a polyamorous date yeah. because, again, it leaves you those comfortable, like, it's not too mechanical. You can talk to people while you yeah. play. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a I think it's a great game for a date, not a first date, and not a date where it's confined to just two people. I, I think right. it's a good double date, triple date game, but not for two people. It could... It would be a good first date game, I think, if it was a double double date or a polyamorous first have date. Have you gone on a first date that's a double date? I have. In high school. Weird. I feel like in high school I did. But you weren't playing this game. No, I, that w- everything would have been different. You know, I'm, I'm actually pretty sure in the world that there are people who go on double dates. One of the couples could be a first date and the other two yeah. could be a couple that they know. I think that would be a lot of times. Isn't there a dating right. app that's exclusively that? No, oh my god, no. I I went when I was dating dating apping, date apping. apping. Dapping. When I was dapping before I met you, Aaron, I went on like a what was it called? Grouper, isn't it? Grouper. I was like it had a fish name. So (laughs) Bass. I went on bass dating. Grouper and Grouper. 
Grouper was like this weird. It was this weird, like, there was one, I was the woman that made the match, and then there was a guy that made the match, and we were all, like, heterosexuals, and it was, the guy could bring two wingmen, and then the woman could bring wing two people. wing ladies, or whatever. Oh, so did, And then it like was, like, a, the date was six people. Weird. It was, like, six people who didn't know each other, but, like, all the women knew each other, and all the men knew each other. It didn't really work out, I, but yeah. it was an yeah. interesting concept. I could concept. see it not working out, but I could see, like, the theory behind it. Here's the thing. I think it didn't work out with us because it was, like, me and then two of my lady friends and three just, like, straight-up bros. And oh, bros are God. fine, but, like, that's not my fandom. Yeah. Not mine. And so, like, it just didn't really work out. That bro fandom is extensive right. on Tumblr. Like, I was like, okay, and if they had toxic. paired us up with, like, three hipsters or, like, nerd dudes or something, like, that would have... That would have been really cool because then it's, it is just like you're guaranteed to like be with other people that what, what you're describing is like if the date doesn't work out, at least you might make friends. But mm. if it's all a bunch oh. of toxic people, then what I'm actually describing is if the date doesn't work out, I will just get drunk with my two ladies that I brought with me, which that is what sense. usually happens. Or if the I date think. doesn't work out with one person, like the person you matched isn't yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, They got two friends fall who are like back. Right. fall back right. to. Yeah. yeah. I think that works out. It was an interesting concept. It was like one of those. This helps your numbers game. Yeah. It was one of those. Uh, what's it called when a per- there's like a person who like actually looks at the profiles and makes concierge or something. Like I was like a oh, human. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was a it was. I don't even know if that thing is still around. We probably killed it. Uh, one one last question before we before we end the show. Does this game enhance your love of Sherlock or do you think that newcomers could could appreciate it as well like if you didn't know anything about Sherlock Holmes coming into it do you think you would enjoy it hmm. yes yeah um, are, are you a big Sherlock fan yeah I I, I haven't read the books sure. but I watched Sherlock on mm-hmm. the BBC uh, I'm saying that someone who doesn't know about Sherlock Holmes could still pick this up with friends and enjoy it because mm-hmm. it's still a challenging game. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to know things about the show to play the game. You can go in with zero knowledge and be like, I guess this, you know, this university and this right. thing from the show, I don't know what it is, but they've got the same designs and they link together, whatever. I know that Moriarty is a bad guy, but that's like all I know. Doesn't matter. So, do you think yeah. this could be like a good portal into finding other works, uh, other Sherlock things? Like maybe this is an introduction. I don't know because this has such a different style. This is just a game, and Sherlock Holmes is such a literary work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think this is even a good portal. If if you're playing it with someone who's super into Sherlock, it can mm-hmm. say, "Oh yeah, this is from that one story. Let me tell you about it." Yeah, that's a great way in. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Is somebody? I mean, the web. I feel like the web analogy is really interesting in this, mm-hmm. and especially if you do enjoy the TV show, as I happen to, like. Then the way they visualize that in the show, I think, is really interesting. And that's like a good transition to talking about the show. Yeah. If there's one person who's like really deep into Sherlock lore and it doesn't even need to be the show, it could be uh, the novels themselves. Like, I I think this Mm -hmm. is a really great neutral source for Holmes things. Uh, Mm -hmm. When we were going through those pieces and like we even talked about a bit at the top of the show, how uh, we saw different versions of Sherlock across the board in this game. This is sort of like uh, ethereally Sherlock and Mm -hmm. you can see part of whatever your Sherlock is in the game. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Um, 
I also think if you're playing with somebody who plays tabletop role-playing games, uh, at the end of the game, puzzling through exactly what happened in that crime, uh, in that web, could be a really fun thing. Like, mm-hmm. you have to figure out how the forging of the Magna Carta relates to the murder of an American businessman and the sailor boy is related right. to both of those all things. All connected by meat pies. Yeah, all connected yeah. by meat pies <laughs> and Cambridge University. It's like, how does that work? Uh, I, I well, think, it's elementary, dear James. Yeah, well, like finding <laughs> the uh, actual like story beat that could be related to whatever weird web you made in the game mm-hmm. is, I think, a really interesting narrative thing that, I, that you could do. I, I love that. Like, when you... Specifically with Mansions of Madness, we would look back at the game and be like, we wandered around a port for five hours, found a ghost, puked everywhere, and then saved the world. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that really doesn't make any sense. Lucy, you have any final thoughts about this game? Mostly, I've just been thinking about whiskey. I mean, that's a very good thought. (laughs) Uh, James Melt, thank you so much for coming on. Thank Uh, you for having us. Why don't you, I mean, I know that you don't have a big audience, but why don't you plug your shows (laughs) Your yeah. media. Thank you for right. giving me the opportunity to get like it's a, a couple more people. Of course, yeah. it's no problem. We all need Absolutely. exposure. Yeah. Mostly, we just want to know like, can we find you online? Do yeah, you actually, do that? I have a I have a website. Do you okay. have a, a Twitter? Yeah. A Twitter? A Twitter? I call it a Twitter. So, if you want to find me in the shows that I do, you can head over to OneShotPodcast.com, where you can find my show, One Shot where uh, I get uh, rotating casts of people to play uh, different role-playing games every week. We feature a new game with a new cast of players, uh, and we just uh, record those game sessions. They're very, very entertaining. I know that sounds like a weird idea to some people, but trust me, it's fun. Um, And if you already are familiar with that concept, you can head over to Campaign, which is another uh, podcast that I star on on that site, uh, which is a Star Wars Edge of the Empire game. Um, and if you want to talk to me uh, just about different games that I've played or about how Sherlock is kind of a disappointment of a TV show, you can find me at Rude. One Shot RPG. Boy, uh, <laughs> you just can't not. I can't leave it alone. You can't not. James, I, I've been listening to the One Shot for, for like years now. There's there's a bunch of great games on there. I know right mm-hmm. now you're doing Warda. Uh, so please, everyone that listens to us, please check uh, please check them out. And Mel, you're online as well. Yeah, I'm around. Yeah, you're around. I do things. We can find you on Twitter? Yeah. My handle is at Melarella. That's spelled M-E-L-E-R-E-L-L-A. It's a pretty good name. Thank you. It is good. It's strong branding. I've got it across a lot of platforms. It's my email. It's my Steam. It's my PSN. So you want to play games? Or send emails. Send me some. She's doing finger guns right now. I am. (laughs) She got distracted with the finger guns. I know. I was lost in finger guns. Pew pew pew. Uh, Liz, it's about time. I think I take us to the credits department. What do you think? You should do it. All right, I'm gonna do it. Hey everybody, this podcast is produced every other week for your enjoyment. Please come back often and feel free to add the Cooperatives podcast to your favorite podcatcher. Reviews are always very welcome and they help the show succeed. Like seriously, whenever we get a review, like our, our downloads go through the roof. It's great. It's great. You can follow us on Twitter at Cooperatives Pod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Cooperatives Pod. As always, if there's a particular game that you want us to play, just let us know. That's how we found, uh, oh gosh, what was the game that we found from, from viewer suggestion? Oh, it was a video game, wasn't it? Well, it was great. I remember. Anyway, <laughs> Overcooked? If, no, it wasn't Overcooked. That was, was in a dangerous space time? 
No, that was the game we played on our first date. Um, That's right. If there's a particular- what an intense date it was great. Holy crap! Yeah, we Wait. played Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time on our first date. It was amazing. No, first we played Sex Bingo. Yeah, that's a that's a cooperative game of a whole different level. Oh. It's very very different. It wasn't actually work. cooperative. Yeah, it was very oh, different. You have to tell us about that. It was competitive. It was competitive com- sex bingo. Competitive sex. Uh, as always, if there's a particular game that you think we should play, please let us know. Don't hesitate to send us an email at cooperativespod at gmail.com or just leave us a message on social media. Uh, Liz, where media. can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Paperback Lizard. Cool. If you want to talk to me, Aaron, you can hit me up on Twitter at I'm Aaron J. All links to everything we talked about will be in the show notes. And once again, Hey, James. Hey, Mel. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for having guys. us. Thanks, guys. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for bringing this yeah. game over. I really dig it. I, I want to buy sweet. it. Yeah, yeah, this was fantastic. And we cool. should play other games together. Yeah. I might cool. not that even need great. to record it. What? Ooh, Crazy. Kinky. Whatever. <laughs> That's that competitive sex. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To, oh, and also Gen Con stuff's coming together. Liz and I are talking oh, yeah. about it. Well, we'll give you some more information at a later date. About, yeah, people that but, have asked, we're, we're sorting it out. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, thanks. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.